Hey, Benedict. Hey, Daniel. So, I don't know what to start with. We got a customer this week. Well, last week, I guess. Between last week and last... Since the last episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's somebody we'd been waiting to close for a few weeks, but he did. And he got grandfathered into the $39 plan that we currently have hidden, but still pretty exciting. Yeah, definitely. And that now puts us at three towards the goal of seven by April 20th, right? Yeah. Five since we launched, like since the public launch, three towards the goal of seven. And our MRR is $13 under 1,000, so 987. That'll be a nice benchmark to hit or cross, rather. Yeah, and it's, you know, we keep like flirting with it because we've had people like sign up and then cancel or so it's just how do you calculate it and at which time like we keep getting closer and closer to it but we're at least it seems like we're stair-stepping up each month now just this is what we've been looking for is like what is the monthly rate of growth is it three hundred dollars or five hundred or fifteen hundred and right now it seems like we're in the three four hundred dollars a month and we want to keep pushing that well yeah so building towards that seven it also sounds like you have some people in the pipeline who might be potential closes. And I think that's the thing is a lot of the people who do eventually sign up and pay, there is someone who we've talked to a while ago or gave them a demo a month ago or something like that, right? Yeah, it's a good point. It's We've been trying to figure out like what is our actual sales pipeline? How do we close people? How do we get them to become a customer? And it's interesting we launched the free trial hoping that that would be a way that people fully self-serve and become customers. That's not totally happening. It sort of is happening with a couple people, but it hasn't really become a thing yet. We'll see if that happens more in time. A few people that signed up the week of launch, they knew us or knew other people that retweeted us at the launch, but nobody's like just finding out on their own and signing up and making an account other than those like three customers. So it seems like we're likely still going to be sales-driven in some way, but we're using the free trial as a lead generation tool, as a way for people to get comfortable with it, for them to try it out, they book a demo, or when I'm on a demo, like pushing them to try it, giving them a route to be able to go try it after the demo. But then this leads us to the other thing of I'm trying to figure out how to structure the demos in a way to actually get people to take that next step or take an action or gauge their their appetite to actually try it right now. And that's been tough with the trial, I think, because people who are on the fence will say, oh, I'll go play around with it. But then like, <laughs> right. if they never make the time. It's tough to push someone to do something when there's a free trial where it's just like, that's the obvious thing where it's just like, well, there's a free trial. You don't want me to do the free trial that you're offering? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. It, that is true. But even at Twilio, we had the same sort of thing where, yes, there's this bottoms up set up a account and there's free credit and play with it but like at some point you push people to make the next step or commit to something and so i've been trying on demos to to schedule another call with people while we're on the demo yeah i was about to bring that up yeah so push them to be like let's do this let's make a call like with you and somebody else let's like go import let's create your template let's make this action and we can also I'm still figuring out it's this is new and it, it hasn't totally worked yet, but do I push them to make a commitment then, like a month or a multi-month commitment to try it out, and I'll do the call as like the incentive that we keep the ball rolling? You can go play around with it and dabble and all that if you want, but if let's schedule a call, like I'm going to push them harder, like 
if they're open to that, then that means they're probably open to making a multi-month commitment to try it. And we can think through it and strategize through it. And it'll be interesting to see if we can get that to work at some point. And that can be the, if people want to play around with it and do a free trial, then that's great. But at some point, like we'll grab you and try to push you into real usage. Cause some people do just need that push or that accountability to actually just sit down and figure it out or do the thing. Yeah. And that's, I think what I've been wondering is we have people who sign up and do a demo and are interested, but then they don't end up just following through on something. And even if I follow up, what, what is the thing that gets them over the hurdle? Is it that they are just too busy and they need me to schedule an hour? They need the peace of mind. I'm not totally sure what it is that like blocks them from moving forward even if they might be interested in arrows, it might not be that they're rejecting arrows. It's just they are not making the time to actually do it. And maybe that's just the the missing piece that we have to figure out is how to get them over that hurdle. TBD. Yeah. Not totally. I, I, I mean, I feel confident that we are making progress. I do not feel confident in what we have or what the answer will be. And I think, you know, that's just not necessarily a fun place to be. But there's something in here that will help us at some point we'll figure out the thing that gets more people over the hurdle and what that process is and how to nudge people. And it feels like an eternity to go, but last week was actually the Zapier API and onboarding 101 content launch. What's your feeling on how that went? I mean, it's funny that you said it feels like an eternity ago because it does six days ago. It was Tuesday last week and it's, we talked, I think that afternoon, the numbers are not incredibly big, which we didn't really expect them to be. We, we change our, our customer, like the onboarding flow inside Arrows a little bit for that as well. And the general yeah, feeling is we briefly like, mentioned that last week, I think. Yeah, basically we nudge people to create their first plan right away instead of watch these videos. And I mean, just Mike, I don't know if I have any good sense of it. Nothing's totally changed. I mean, our traffic's up a tiny bit. I think when I talk to people, you know, I'm seeing more people look at the tutorials. They're looking at onboarding one, 101. They are watching the videos because they're not in their face. They still take the action. Then they watch a video afterwards instead of watching a video and then never playing with the app at all. So overall, it does feel a little bit better. It's just there's it's a minor step more than a major step, which is probably what we expected. It's going to take a, a multiple things till they start compounding. But I mean, I feel good about it. I think the onboarding 101 traffic has underperformed what I would maybe have hoped for, but we'll have to see. I think we'll have to play with that a little bit to see if maybe the structure of it's wrong or how do we promote it in a way that gets it spreading more often, or maybe it is just a thing that we send to sales leads as I reach out to them and that's when it starts working. I don't know how we'll actually know, but from a Zapier and API standpoint, those were your babies, I, I guess. Like, how do you feel about those? Pretty okay. I think it's a little hard to know how it's going. I definitely had some back and forth in email with folks about Zapier. The API, we don't have any kind of analytics on that right now mm-hmm. in terms of knowing if people are using it. I know one customer definitely integrated with the API, but outside of that, I think it's there's no one who's kind of fully baked it in, which is not what I would have hoped for, but I want to say I'm not surprised either. Right. I'm not surprised because it is such a big process kind of when I actually like wrote out these guides of how to set it up. It's like, yeah, this is something where you really 
are fully kind of locked in and using this every day in the lot before you're kind of really optimizing it with a zap. So yeah, I think, but it is also well, the good purpose just of them existing general. is peace of mind and confidence that if I use this tool, mm-hmm. I can do these things. And there's a notable reaction and excitement when I talk to people about the possibility of these things, the what they can do with it. So I think that's the thing that is hard to keep in mind or hard to remember when we look at like hard data is that there's still a, a different feeling or perception of arrows with these things in them. And I think a different excitement or perception of like the speed of progress and what's possible with it. And so it all just takes time for those things to kind of come together, for usage to come together. Like these three new customers haven't really done too much with the product yet. One of them's done a few onboardings, but the other two haven't done that many. And I think it'll just take time for them to really integrate it in their workflow, hopefully, or I guess they'll bounce off. But the more stuff we add for them gives them more ways for it to actually be something that they integrate into their workflow. And and Zapier and the API probably are layered on later instead of at the front. Right. Zapier is definitely like a optimization for we figured out how to do this and now we want to shave off the five minutes that it takes to set this up every time or something like that. It's really like Mm -hmm. that's when it's really like the oil on the polished machine more than something that you kind of put on a. Well, that's what is firing on all cylinders. That's what exists now in the Zapier features. But in time, it will be like more powerful functionality that people I think use uh, isn't just time saving. It is potentially like a, a level up. So it is, I will say it is kind of an interesting, I don't know how to say it. it is kind of interesting that one or two of the customers that we've had for months haven't still taken the time to go do it. Like they're still doing the manual process and it's like, there's only so much we can do to nudge them to do that. They're not like, there's no risk of them leaving arrows right now, but it is an odd, like, what's the plan here? What are you doing? Yeah, I think with some of them, it's just a time thing, or mm-hmm. I think it's not that much time that it takes, or I'm not sure. Like, we should probably, yeah, talk to them about it. Yeah, I think I wonder with these things, is it a perception of time and commitment, right? It's the mental weight. It's like going and paying a bill. It's the mental weight of just pushing it down the down the road so much is, is easier than just taking the 10 minutes you need to actually go do it. It, maybe it's similar to the sales process we're talking about, like, oh, switching to arrows and getting up and running with it is easy, but you need me to like make the time and the hour where we go do it and think about it and make all these decisions, and then you're ready to go. And maybe we just have to really force them and like be a little bit more more direct in our in our push to schedule a call to set it up. And I've been kind of mentioning arrows and Zapier calls to people during the sales process, but maybe I should be more proactive about like scheduling that time on the calendar so we go do it instead of like, if you want it, it's like, let's do Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Just a little change in phrasing probably goes a long way. So in the same vein, we've started prioritizing like how we build features. Like we're we've had a few things that have just been like smaller, medium-sized things that are just on the, yeah, we should do that at some point, but we'll figure out when. And we had a good demo or a couple of good demos on Monday last week that we talked about in the podcast. And those customers started emailing afterwards and a couple feature requests came up where you and I decided like, we should just prioritize these. Like they're doing a week long trial. Let's try to get a couple of these out the door while they're still in the trial or while they're still in the decision-making phase of, 
arrows versus whatever other tool. Yeah, so we prioritized getting functionality in and then rather than kind of some perfectly polished little jewel. And a lot of these things, like you said, are things that we've thought about. So it's also we've just thought on them long enough that we have a pretty good idea of what they should be. But what that means is, yeah, and that's also partially why I think last week feels so long ago is because a bunch of stuff got built. And so the features that we added are internal tasks, task reminders, and a customer page. And bundled together with internal tasks is the notion of a presentation view. So really quickly, internal tasks are basically tasks that the team is doing, the customer is not doing, and the uh, team does not want the customer to see those tasks. The presentation view is then a way for the manager to pop open a new tab and see what the plan will look like for the customer. Like, oh, they have these limitations compared to your control and all of that. Right, exactly. You see the whole UI as if you were a customer. And then there's an upcoming task reminder system, which is basically on an account, you can basically set like between one and seven days before something is due, we'll send another reminder to a customer. And that's uh, in the past, we just emailed on the day that something is due and every day that something is overdue. But this lets people start thinking about it if you haven't been yet. And that was one of the requests that a customer had last week. The last one is the customer page, which is just right now a page with a rich text field for the customer that the plan is attached to, where you can just take notes and paste things in, just generally keep tabs on stuff about the onboarding, about the customer, about the relationship. And these are things that the customer doesn't see. Uh, so keeping some of that information that might be in the CRM or somewhere else in arrows so that you don't have to jump between a bunch of places to take notes on the customer more generally. Yeah. And I think that just a note here is that we knew a lot of these things we'd like to do and we've heard at times, but now just that shift to trying to build things for people as they request them when we think that they are a very possibly a customer we could win and trying to do a little bit more of that. So we, over the course of a month or two, multiple months, like a lot more things happen in arrows to just the good enough quality that is required. But hopefully in that time, we've won more people because they are seeing and feeling that progress and our excitement. And even if there are gaps in our product, they at least trust that we are trying to build them quickly. And that's yeah. like a, a way to signal that as much as possible instead of just saying, no, no, like every company's like, yeah, we'll build things that's on the roadmap and then you don't get it for a year. So let's see if it works. I mean, we're going to push that stuff up in the next day or two that customers trial ends, like, do they give us a shot or not? And we'll keep doing it. And enough of those should convert that it'll, it'll be meaningful. Well, cool. Let's go back and review that pull request then, I guess. Yeah. All right. See you next week. Alrighty. See you next week. Bye.